has been an awakening. Have you felt it? You're listening to the Scavenger UK podcast, part of the Galaxy of Toys Network. Welcome to episode 7 of the Scavenger UK podcast. I'm Adam, your host as always. This month's episode is all about Rogue One and the fun I had on Force Friday. There's also a new segment where my son each month will provide a few words of wisdom, well, an interesting Star Wars fact. I've had a think and I'm binning off the gloating section and it's more about the actual reviews. Diagostini helmets very much have a place on here alongside their magazines and I'll still be reviewing the standard Lego and Rebels or Adventures magazines as well. I also have a brand new competition for you where you could win yourself the brand new Star Wars Complete Locations from DK. So do stay tuned. First up, here's the news. News, 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 news. The O2 in London will be hosting the Star Wars Identities exhibition. A few 200 props and costumes will be on view to the public, as well as an interesting interactive aspect to the show. It's an interactive journey which lets the visitors choose from 10 aspects of human or alien identity. You walk through the exhibition and at certain points you'll be able to choose the traits which are most like you or your character in the Star Wars universe. So you get a nice identity at the end of the exhibit and hopefully some way to take it home as well. Tickets actually go on sale for this on the 30th of October, so at the time of recording they're already on sale and hopefully I would have bought my tickets for my son and I already. Oh, and the exhibition will be at the O2 from the 18th of November to the 3rd of September 2017, so no excuses for you to miss it. It also looks like the adult prices are only £20, so pretty worth it as well. Star Wars Rebels Season 3 has begun, and at the time of recording we've had two amazing episodes. The double features and another. Well, what can I say? I mean, these are absolutely amazing and very emotional. The first episode uh, dives straight in. Uh, Ezra is a little bit older, and he's become a little bit naughty with some of the influence from the Sith holocron. So check that one out first of all. It is a double feature, as I say, so it's nice and long, uh, and uh, there's some great stuff in there. As I say, Ezra's grown a little. He's got a new haircut and uh, a brand new lightsaber, which is actually very Jedi Luke-esque. I believe the hunt is also on for Obi-Wan Kenobi in uh, the episode two as well, as we get to see Maul again. Spoilers. Um, but yeah, it does look really, really great, and it's shaping up to be really, really dark season. The hashtag Go Rogue finished up on their chapters of amazing stop time animation in late September, just in time for Force Friday. May the Force be with us. But I thought I'd take the time to salute the team that brought up the mashup of toys and especially brought them to life. 
I used to do a little stop time animation myself when I was about nine years old and it's an incredible amount of work that goes into each chapter so I kind of understand how that feels even with the you know post-production and everything else that they do as well so well done guys and girls of course we're not sexist here <laughs> on to force Friday itself so it took around 45 minutes from my house to Toys R Us at Brent Cross and I heard some good things about this place from last year uh, with appearances from I think Jeremy Bollock and members of the 501st Garrison. Toys R Us already decided that I had to go there anyway as for some strange reason my local Smith's Toy Store decided to back the opening of FIFA 2017 uh, the night before and was doing absolutely nothing for Star Wars and this night. Most displeased with Bearing in mind that there was a massive turnout last year with the release of The Force Awakens stuff. Anyway, I got there at about 10 o'clock uh, in the evening of course, and I thought there was surely to be a massive line already. I was elated, there wasn't. Uh, I was actually 26th in the queue, and I know this because there was actually a prize raffle uh, with some great prizes at the end of the opening so they gave us all raffle tickets standing in line was absolutely awesome i mean us british love to queue anyway <laughs> but with the added bonus of some great company uh, shout outs to barney and charlie and two others that i didn't unfortunately get the names of one guy had a star wars cap on wore it backwards and uh, the other guy had a beard um, so hello to you guys as well if you are listening um, as well as uh, a guy called UK Toy Collector, um, there is a little bit more from him later on as well. Uh, as I said, much laughs in the line. We were talking about all kinds of Star Wars, from the toys, Clone Wars series, Rebels series, the movies already been, as well as the new theories uh, behind who Rey's parents are uh, and who exactly Snoke is. Um, we were also entertained by the likes of Propel, who brought along the brand spanking new X-Wing and Scout Trooper uh, speeder bike copters. The driver had actually been one of the ones from the big Star Wars convention um, celebration, which happened a little earlier this year. He tried flying his X-Wing through uh, one of the dustbins, in fact, um, and very nearly didn't make it. So props to him. That was actually really cool to watch. There was also appearances from Spiro, and uh, this guy was showcasing the new BB-8 app-controlled droid, uh, as well as the newer wristwatch type force band. It was pretty cool, but I'm not too sure how accurate the droid moves with, with the hand gestures. Um, I couldn't help but think he looked a little bit silly um, with all of his... Uh, you know waving his arms about uh, but the watch really did look amazing uh, and it sounded really nice as well not forgetting a costuming garrison which had a really good turnout uh, with a jedi revan and a couple of stormtroopers and a very very loud uh, tuscan raider during the actual queuing, I was doing my bit for fans uh, by giving out my badges for the podcast, as well as some printouts of the amazing collectors list uh, from my friends over on the Toy Run podcast. So well done, guys, to you. Those were absolutely awesome, and uh, people really loved those. Good job. 
Okay, so finally midnight came and we were told to go in five at a time. There was a little confusion about when to pick up a free t-shirt. This was in fact for the first 75 people as well as a free poster. So initially we only got given the poster, uh, but it's all good. The t-shirt came later in the end. So we queued outside initially and when we got inside we actually queued again, but it wasn't long before we were let loose on the actual goods. There didn't seem to be masses of different stuff, uh, they only had wave 1 of the 3.75 and 6 inch figures and had most of everything else. Um, Hot Wheels vehicles, character cars, the lightsabers, only one of the blasters and lots of Lego. Although I was a little annoyed that there were no K2 build a figure from Lego so that was a bit strange and a little bit annoying. Now normally I'd wait for a Disney store and get one of the Elite Diecast series. Uh, I was actually after K2SO, um, but the Black Series 6 inch was hanging there and he looked absolutely amazing. The captain says you are a friend. I will not kill you. So I just got him. I was not disappointed. I knew these were detailed and the articulation was better than the Diecast ones, but Wow, he's awesome. Um, don't get me wrong, I'll probably still get the die cast uh, and decide which I like best. I'm also after the Imperial R2 unit as well. So yeah, I paid for my K2 and grabbed a bag uh, for 5p, just a plastic one. As far as I know, uh, there is a very nice bag from Disney Store which is out at the moment. Um, but I do think Toys R Us actually missed a trick by not having maybe an exclusive Rogue One bag. Um, even if it was just made of card or something like that. That would have been good for the night as well. Then we all congregated in the space just after the checkout. And they started the raffle once everyone, well mostly everyone was through. Up for grabs in order that they were presented in the end uh, was a Ripcord BB-8 which has the um, recommended retail price of $29.99. Blade Builders Spinning Lightsaber which um, goes for $44.99 which is a bit high in my mind. Um, this is where it actually gets a bit weird. Um, we actually go right down to $19.99 for the Death Trooper 19 inch figure. I think it's 19 inch. Um, then it goes up again to the massive £99.99 for the Lego Rebels Combat Frigate. Um, so that was a really, really good one. Um, and then the piece de resistance or piece of um, for an underground toys talking, not moving Chewbacca. Uh, this was the 30 inch one and is absolutely massive. Uh, so that was like the grand prize, the last one they were giving out. So five five gifts in that raffle was pretty good. Um, unfortunately, I didn't win any of those, um, but I would have loved that massive Lego. That would have been awesome. So then everyone made their way out, and we each grabbed a T-shirt. It had the Go Rogue logo on the front and back, um, and I think these were actually just staff T-shirts, um, but they were really still pretty awesome. Then I was able to grab a very quick interview with the number one, um, the guy who turned up first for the queue, um, and that was the, uh, sorry, his Twitter is at UK Toy Collector. Uh, his name's Roy to everyone else. Anyway, here's the very small interview that I had before he went back into the store after everybody else was gone uh, to go and grab some more stuff. <laughs> 
I'm here with uh, the number one in the queue, uh, and it's the UK Collector... UK Toy Collector. UK Toy Collector on YouTube. On YouTube and Twitter. Excellent. Okay, how was your night tonight? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What happened? How did you get on? Toys R Us Brent Cross has done us proud tonight. I was here last year for the same event for around The Force Awakens. They didn't have the stock, and Mm -hmm. they admitted they didn't have the stock. So last year they dropped the ball massively. This year they've made it up to the fans completely. It was really organised, wasn't it? it was well organised last year as well it's just mm. they didn't have the stock this year they, they're well organised again and they've got the stock yeah absolutely did you get everything that you wanted I think yeah, the main thing yeah and a little bit more really yeah a few things I, I wasn't intending on buying tonight yeah. I thought I'd just wait but then you know how it is the moment carries you Grabs away you. And, yeah suddenly you spent double your budget so that's right I just need to explain that to my wife now when I get home <laughs> and exactly what did you get um, I got all of the first wave of the six inch um Black series, mm-hmm. and I've got all of the three three quarter inch Whoa. figures as well. A couple of the pop vinyls, yeah. which I really like those. And uh, what else? Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, a couple of the double packs as well. Mm-hmm. And they're offering a free T-shirt, weren't they tonight? Yeah, so we all got one of them. Uh, only only in large or medium. Unfortunately, yeah. not, in, not in XL. Not in XL. So yeah. I've got a little bit of weight that. to lose before. <laughs> That will fit me. An incentive. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, that's it. And I might live longer as well. You know, that's right. Probably not, though. So. Not when I get home, anyway. Excellent. Oh, what was your real name, sir? I'm Roy. Roy. Yeah. Good to meet you, yeah, anyway. Good to meet you too. Thank it's you very nice. much, mate. It's great to put a face to it. Yeah. To face a, to a name. Yeah. Face to a podcast. It's good, it's good stuff like this. You get to meet people you only talk to on, it's so on, fun. on Twitter. It's so really I don't get to this. don't get to talk to people like this at no, all. No, no. I like it. It's mental. I, see, last year I met um, Stu... Um, the tall of the guys mm-hmm. um, I met him here mm-hmm. and um, we sort of swapped names on Twitter and we've been talking yeah, ever since and then we started up the website together so yeah, um, yeah, yeah and we, we're in contact we're always saying you know, what we're seeing yeah it's, it's really nice mm-hmm. and we, there's a bunch of us and um, so on Twitter so I've got so there's a hardcore group of us that are always sort of like chatting about stuff mm-hmm. and it's just really nice it's a nice community yeah absolutely brilliant we have people that drop in drop out of it but you know someone you might not you know, drop in once every few months and mm. so they come back in and it's just like you know it's, it is great to have a really nice get together like yeah, this yeah absolutely I mean, especially because we have to line up hours before it's good for a chat and we're English we're cute we do <laughs> it so well it. So. yeah that's it so I know with um, celebrating Earlier, earlier in the year, that was mm. that was great fun as well. Yeah, I just met so many positive people. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant, great hobby, and yeah. uh, probably catch you again. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I'll um, I'll have to do an interview with you or something, maybe about the new, about yeah, the sure. new website. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. On. Yeah, yeah it's, um, um, Stu's really good as well. He's mm. he's got a lot more information than me. He, yeah, yeah. He's, he's it's kind of he's the driving force behind it. So mm-hmm. um, Stuart Gardner, get get him on Twitter. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he added me earlier actually. Yeah. So yeah, but, yeah. He's the driving force behind mm-hmm. it. He'll bear it to be with it. And what was it called again? It's um, Future of the Force. Future of the Force. Brilliant. Future. Okay, yes. I will keep. That in mind. Yeah, Thank do. you. All right, no, good to meet you yes, again, good, Roy. Been good to meet you. Thank you. Take care. Right, you too, Hope you get what you need. <laughs> Take care. The official Star Wars helmet collection. A unique series of one to five scale replica helmets from the most iconic characters in the Star Wars universe. Each helmet is faithfully reproduced in stunning detail with its own display case and stand, along with a fascinating magazine exploring each character's story. The Star Wars Helmet Collection is at News Agents now with your first helmet, Darth Vader, for $1.99.
This month's issues are 16 and 17. So first up we have the 501st Clone Trooper. This is essentially Captain Rex's helmet and is great. The detail on this is pretty much matching the actual helmet from the film. All the scrapes, some of the rusting isn't there, um, so it would have been nice to see some of that. But it is pretty much there. I absolutely love it. Uh, it is another clone obviously. Uh, and I love the clones. Um, inside the magazine is the databank, which is from E111 to EVA. A little bit different as we have the Stormy's Blaster, uh, but it does make sense, obviously. Uh, we also have a few details on the Aravana, which is the bulk freighter that actually swallows the Falcon in The Force Awakens. Um, and this is the one that Han and Chewie pop onto our screens for the first time for over 30 years. Chewie, we're home. In the middle pages, we get more of a history of the 501st Legion and how they actually started and the role they played. The inside double pages, as always, are about the actual helmet itself, including a side view inside of the helmet. Uh, there's also a great bit of detail about the weapons the 501st used as well. There's a nice load of interview about the uniforms and the lives of the Coruscant Coruscant, sorry, Senators. Uh, great to see some of other costumes that you don't usually get to see. Mon Mothers here as well, and I cannot wait to see her again in Rogue One. We have a mission for you. The magazine ends with a synopsis of what happened in the last few scenes of Revenge of the Sith, which was, of course, the fall of the Jedi. This is where Vader's fist really hammers home how loyal they are to the newly announced Darth Vader. Then we have episode 17, which is all about Anakin's pod racer helmet. Now this one is a great style and I was actually looking forward to this. Firstly, I wondered if the neck material uh, was in fact going to be soft goods and unfortunately it's not. Um, but it is still a good cast uh, and they make it look like it's kind of material. So I'm kind of happy with that. Um, secondly, I thought the goggles may be removable or movable uh, so you can put them into the upper position, uh, you know, in the film before Anakin pops them down over his face. This part of the helmet, though, does seem a little delicate and I'm not actually brave enough to try and move it at all. Uh, if anyone out there has actually done this, though, do let me know. The magazine itself starts off with the Daked Bank, which goes from Ewo to Finn, uh, covering the likes of Father, featured on the Mortis arc of the Clone Wars series. Um, for goodness sake, check out that arc. Um, and ends up with a nice load of detail on the newest of our heroes, which is, of course, FN2187. You may also know him as Finn. That lightsaber... It belongs to me. Come get it. The middle is a very nice history of the very young Anakin Skywalker. Are you an angel? 
he was so innocent when he was younger crazy um also some great stuff on the other aliens in uniforms from those at the pod races uh Sebulba and such um oh towards the back there is also a great rundown of all the races in the Boonter Eve classic um nice to see some of these names as for what feels like to me the first time uh, i never really got to acquainted with my um bowls raw or wan sandage um whoever they are so uh yeah i can read up on about them here again a great magazine which details some of the specifics uh in the more behind the scenes star wars has been in my life for so long um but i'm learning so much new stuff about the films and every episode of this magazine not to mention of course the comics and animated series the next helmet uh, I'm very pleased to know is the First Order Stormtrooper and this really is an awesome helmet. Uh, they did so well in keeping just enough of the style of the old helmets and just modernised them just very slightly. Very, very awesome. Uh, so check back next month. I'll have another breakdown of those two helmets and the accompanying magazines. The new Lego Star Wars magazine came out and this month with the Atat as the freebie. Inside sets off with the first of the two comics uh, of this issue which is called Swamped which is uh, written by Christian Hector and based on the original trilogy with Princess Leia flying a B-wing. And she crash lands on Dagobah of all places. Um, the insurance on that place has got to be immense. <laughs> anyway, she runs from Yoda. Um, and who then comes knocking? Luke Skywalker. Ironically, Luke then saves his sister and pulls her and her ship from the swamp. Brother and sister then fly home. Obviously, that's just a roundup. Read the whole story for some giggles. There's puzzles and posters of Kylo Ren, fact files of Poe Dameron, and the competition this month is to win Lego sets, um, which is the Battle on Takodana, the Resistance Troop Transporter, First Order Battle Pack, and the Resistance Trooper Battle Pack as well. Battle for the Republic, which is the second comic, which is also written by Hector is based in the Rebels timeline. So this time round, Ezra, Sabine and Zeb are out to destroy an unused ion cannon. It's not that unused uh, as they thought though, uh, and some old battle droids actually try to stop them. There's a great Trekkie quote in there as well, maybe paying homage to their 50 years in this year, possibly. Um, anyway, after a little battling, the three are walking off into the sunset. As an added bonus, there's a really nice double spread uh, detailing the finer points of Captain Rex's ATTE, uh, including the awesome figures that you get with the set, and also the new Rebel Combat Frigate, which includes a grown-up Ahsoka. Next month's issue includes the MTT, and that's the Battle Droid Multi-Troop Transport for lovers of the prequels. The Lego Star Wars magazine is $3.99 and available from the 14th of September to the 11th of October. So do get it now before it goes out. 
The new issue of Star Wars Adventures includes freebies of the brand new Topps trading cards for Rogue One, uh, which are a preview set of cards which will hit stores on the 6th of October. You also get a kind of crossbow wrist shooter, and it actually looks like it's paying some respect to Chirrut Mways, uh, the blind guy from Rogue One, his crossbow spear type weapon. Inside this issue you'll find lots of puzzles, the Force Awakens promo poster and some great articles regarding Rogue One. Uh, top Force abilities, there's also a timeline of the prequels and a very nice biography of Finn. There's gaming tips uh, for the new Lego Force Awakens. I'll get round to reviewing that one one day. Uh, there's even a competition to win the Resistance Troop Transports and the brand new Resistance X-Wing. Oh, and a Resistance Battle Pack. The Legends comic this month is amazing. Uh, it's the origin story of how Han Solo beat Lando at Sabacc and won the Millennium Falcon. Star Wars Adventures is also $3.99 and available from the 14th of September to the 18th of October. Sadly, I was unable to find the Star Wars Rebels magazine, and unfortunately that's two months in a row. I hope they've not stopped it. Maybe it's just my WH Smiths being a bit rubbish. Hi there, this is Nick Joseph as Major Arhul Extrafon, who carried the Medal of Yavin in Star Wars. New Hope, you are listening to the Scavenger UK podcast. Just me by my size, do you? Hi, my name is Joshua, and this is my fun and interesting Star Wars fact of the month. Did you know that Rapatuni, the growly harmonic playing alien in Jabba's palace, spits paralyzing poison at anyone who threatens him? My trick's gonna work on me, only money. Apologies, as just after the last episode aired, I found out there was a 20% off at Smith's uh, for the entire weekend. Um, so do keep an eye on their website for any events like that. Um, but really, with reference to kind of sales and uh, bringing you that sort of information, um, everywhere is actually doing some really good deals for the new Rogue One stuff. Uh, even though it's brand new out, a lot of places are starting to discount it already um just very slightly um but just kind of bringing up the interest i think really argos have also got some great deals on at the moment they're doing two for 15 pounds on force awakens figures uh the 3.75 they're doing two for 20 pounds on 30 centimeter figures and those are the rogue one figures and also two for 30 pounds on 45 centimeter Rogue One figures. Wait, this is interesting. This month I managed to get my hands on the brand new, soon to be in cinemas, Rogue One 3D specs. These are in the shape of the design of the original Stormtrooper and also the Death Trooper, both very, very cool. Like last year's Force Awakens glasses, these are extremely sturdy and fit uh, really, really nicely. Uh, they'll even fit my seven-year-old uh, quite well too. And I actually wear glasses, uh, and these 3D glasses are a bit of a pain in the bum normally. Um, but these actually go over the top pretty okay actually. Uh, they are a little bit tight, but pretty good. Uh, they'll actually be released uh, with the Rogue One film uh, when it hits cinemas in the UK on the 16th of December later this year. So do 
keep your eye out for those. The other new item uh, I've got to tell you about is the brand spanking new Complete Locations book uh, from DK Books. Now this is simply gorgeous. Uh, I'm actually recording this live now, um, by the way, not reading from a script, uh, how I sometimes normally have to get everything in. Um, so I'm going to take a little look at this book right now. Um, the actual cover itself has the uh, Atat, uh, it's Ray's home, uh, in there, really, really nice cover, very glossy, uh, Star Wars complete locations there. Uh, it's illustrated by Hans Jensen, uh, Richard Chasemore and Kemp Remillard. Hope I didn't murder those names too much. Um, so opening this up then um, gives us a nice little table of contents here. Oh, there's a forward first by Doug, Doug Chang. Um, I will be reading this. He was the production designer for episodes one to three and also seven. Great, great guy, him. Um, okay, so the contents here, you've got episodes one to seven all the way through and there's tons of different uh, areas, locations, uh, and also buildings as well, which is really good. Um, now, first of all, there's a nice introduction to the galaxy. Now, this galaxy map is really, really important because uh, ever since the um, EU, the expanded universe, um, there was a, uh, a complete atlas, I think. But, of course, because that was EU, that's now defunct. So yeah, that's now defunct. So um, what we're getting now is a real representation of all of the planets, all of the new ones and some of the old ones as well, and where they're actually based in the galaxy, which is really, really nice. And there's some of the, sorry, there's some of the routes there as well. So then we've got some planet profiles. Um, and again, these are really, really good because it defines all of those planets for us once again. And then as we go through the book, there's some amazing double spread pages of nice little posters. Uh, you've got details about the individual planets there, as well as a nice cut of the actual locations as well. So it details, you know, even down to like the planet's crust as well and, and what's actually in there. It's amazing. Um, but as we go through here, obviously there's tons and tons of different um, places and locations here. The droid control ships and uh, Anakin's hovel as well. So you can see where his bedroom was and see where, you know, R2, uh, sorry, where C-3PO was being built. Um, where Shmi did all of her cooking and stuff like that. And it details all of these different, uh, all of the different equipment that's actually used in the Star Wars universe. So, I mean... You can imagine the hard work that everyone went to to actually building these sets, but now it's kind of giving them a description and a reason that they're actually there. So it's absolutely amazing. Um, another really good one is the Jedi Temple. Gives you a nice little cut of what's actually inside the temple and um, and what's going on in the centre of the tower as well. So you've got a, let's see, this is, uh, so it's a hollow map. Uh, indicates the galaxy-wide hotspots, including disturbances in the force and areas of an unusual force concentration. So, I mean, all of this different equipment brings a whole new light to the canon. And, I mean, people could use these books to create brand new stories just around, you know, just being a Jedi in the temple and kind of just walking around. So, uh, lots and lots of great stuff in this book. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. That's another one. So we've got the Outlander Club, uh, and this is where in episode 
two Attack of the Clones. So um, when Anakin and Obi-Wan are searching for the bounty hunter that tried to kill Padme, and they've found this um, found her in this bar. So um, this details the actual bar, the whole building, in fact. Um, I mean, there's bits about the illegal gaming that goes on and the different uh, kind of sports in there as well. Absolutely. I mean, I'm completely blown away by this book. Let's see what else is in here. I mean, I'm just flicking through. I mean, I'm going to take a very good look uh, later on, of course. Uh, execution Arena for Geonosis. You've got... Oh, wow, the Coruscant Battle. Okay, you've actually got the the actual plans and the strategies um, behind the actual Coruscant Battle as well. So where all of the ships are going to be placed and moved along to. That's incredible. Palpatine's office. Utapau. Power City, Mustafar. There's a breakdown here of some of the scenes of uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan's fight on uh, Mustafar as well. And then he goes into A New Hope. You've also got the Tatooine. Um, and this is Tatooine 3. It must be the third time that we see Tatooine, possibly. Uh, the third part uh, of, ta of Tatooine, maybe. Uh, and this actually outlines the, uh, the Jundlum Wastes and uh, Wreck of... Oh, there we go. Wreck of a pirate vessel. Uh, Great Masra uh, Plateau. You've got the escape landing site. Sorry, the escape pod landing site there as well. So, I mean, there's absolutely tons of stuff in this. I mean, you're going to love reading about all of these different things on here. <laughs> the Death Star itself. And that goes levels. Um, my God. See, some of these are kind of double spread pages and they go from the left side to the right side, but it's kind of landscape. Um, so, I mean, that's incredible. It goes down like, I don't know how many levels that is. What else we got here? Oh yeah, there's some, there's actually some fold out pages as well. Uh, so we've got one on the Battle of Hoth and wow, wow. You open it up and there's literally the whole Echo Base complex on there. And like Y-Wing prep bays, um, principal reactor cowl of transport, uh, lower level ventilation shaft. There's just so much here. I mean, this must have taken, I mean, this must have taken like the 30 years in between the films to, to actually put all of this stuff together. Dagobah, Yoda's house. I mean, we only see a bit of that in the films, but obviously through this, you can see so much more. Cloud City, why it was there in the first place. Yeah, the process in vain where there's the um, where there's the big scene where uh, Vader tells Luke that he's his dad. Jabba's palace, Jabba's throne room, Ewok village. I mean, it's all here. Absolutely every location is actually here. I mean, it's it's incredible. And then we get to the Force Awakens. So then you've got Jakku, Ray's home, of course. You've got Maz's castle, the Resistance base on um, Dakar. It's called. First Order Military, nice breakdown of uh, Starkiller Base. And then there's even an index at the end, so if you have missed anything or if, you, if you're using this as a coffee table read, really good for that as well. You maybe think, uh, you know, what about the Great Temple on Yavin 4? I want to know a bit more about that. Page 138 to 39. Um, this book is retail uh, price of £30. I think it's on Amazon for about 20 quid really really worth it i would buy this in a heartbeat um i managed to get a review copy which is amazing and i've also 
bit of a segue here got a nice competition for you guys as well where you can actually win one of these bad boys all you need to do is look up at scavenger uk on twitter you need to quote the link to the show obviously it helps if you follow me as well that'll be great and then you need to use the hashtag scavenger uk locations so good luck with that and i'll speak to you next month where i will be announcing a winner good luck everyone hello there this is blue harvest vintage collectibles come visit us at blue harvest uk on twitter and facebook you're listening to the scavenger uk podcast BlueHarvestVintage.co.uk is a new site to me. Um, they have been around for quite some time. Um, they're a small family business um, which was initially started up to help collectors find what they're actually after. So they've actually got uh, three main points um, to their website and uh, everyone can help with this as well and it's a really good kind of way of getting all the collectors and everybody else together. So they basically want all of your vintage toys, uh, anything is considered, and obviously they'll pay good money for them as well. Um, they also want to know what you are actually looking for to complete any of your collections uh, and maybe uh, help out actually fixing some of your toys as well. Uh, and then lastly, obviously, they sell a load of stuff. So they actually get things from um, from other collectors and then they put it on their website as well to obviously sell. So um, obviously they do have to make some money um, in there as well. Um, but uh, essentially, it's your stuff going on to uh, the website. Um, they sell it on to other collectors and obviously they buy your stuff as well. So, I mean, it's it's kind of um, a one-stop shop really for uh, collectors. Um, if you're looking for anything in particular, go to them first, have a little look around on their website. It's blueharvestvintage.co.uk. Really, really great stuff. And to be honest, the prices are amazing. They really, really are. Anything else? There are now message stickers available for purchase for users of the iOS 10 um, Apple devices, obviously. Um, so you can actually send fun Star Wars icons to your friends now. These are a little like moving GIFs and are so cute to look at. Uh, they're currently on the Apple Store and are £1.99. I also just learnt that Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures is being released in the UK on the 24th of October, so I'll hopefully have the lowdown of that in the next episode and probably the first couple of episodes on that. So sadly it's the end of the show once again. Uh, as always feel free to follow me on Twitter at ScavengerUK, share on Facebook via the Galaxy of Toys pages, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the network and download shows like this one of course, uh, Toy Run, Collecting Cosmos and of course the main Galaxy of Toys show. Um, please, if you can, also leave a nice review for us uh, on iTunes. Many thanks again. Have a great month. May the force be with you. Laters. Palpatine, Palpatine. I think I've already uh, discussed that.